1: Genesis chapter 1 Genesis chapter 1 I will read just a few verses here and then we'll flip over to St. John chapter 9 and perhaps one verse in chapter 8 Brother Sound Man if you don't mind I, I'm i going to ask you to blow my hair back praise God the Bible says in St. John chapter 1 in the beginning god created the heaven and the earth the earth was without form and void darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of god moved upon the face of the waters verse 3 and god said let there be light somebody say light and there was God said let there be light and there was light in Saint John chapter 9 there's a story of a man I want to read verse 12 in chapter 8 first before we go to chapter 9 one verse in chapter 8 then spake Jesus again unto them saying I am The light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Sister Mia, you're going to mess around and make somebody prophesy in here. Chapter number 9. And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth blind from birth there was a man that was blind from birth his disciples asked him saying master who did sin who committed sin who did sin this man or his parents that he was born blind jesus answered neither Hath this man sinned, nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me, while it is day, the night cometh, when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground, and he made clay of the spittle. One translation said he made mud. He anointed his the eyes of the blind man with the clay. Blind, but he had eyes. And he said unto him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sent. He went his way, therefore, and washed, and came seeing. The neighbors I hope y'all don't have nosy neighbors the neighbors therefore and they which before had seen him that he was blind said is not this he that sat and begged some said this is he others said he is like him but he said I am he therefore said they unto him how were thine eyes opened what happened he answered and said a man that is called Jesus somebody say Jesus a man that is called Jesus made clay and anointed mine eyes and said unto me go to the pool of Siloam and wash and I went and washed and received sight father we thank you For your presence that is here. We can feel the kabod. Shekinah glory. We can feel as it were the brush of angels wings. Father I pray now that you would speak to us. I pray that you would strengthen. I pray that you would heal. Father I pray that you would save lost today I pray that you would open blind eyes would to God that you would raise the dead in trespasses and in sin father let your word go forth now with strength power and conviction we decrease so that you might increase we give your praise and glory in Jesus name every glad heart say amen you may be seated in the presence of the Lord today. As you're being seated, just look at someone and smile at them. Come on, show your, show your teeth. Smile at somebody. Let your smile make them feel welcome. Show your teeth. Whether they're yours or not, brushed or not, white or not. Smile at somebody. Smile a while and give your face a rest. For the next few moments and... and uh, I, I, you all look comfortable in, I have some lines that I've written down some notes here and so I think if we stay on track and stay focused, we should be able to wrap up by about 8.45 or so. Um, <laughs> I got one thumbs up, I love you bro, I got one thumbs up, he said 8.45, no problem, praise God. For the next few moments, I want to share on the subject, simply, let there be light. Let there be light. There's a subtopic I would just say to someone, and you can help me relay this. Look at somebody and say, flip the switch. Flip the switch. We, We opened in our text with Genesis. One of the things I want to say firstly is... Entertaining the presence of God is the most exciting and it's the most powerful experience that we can have. It's one of the most important things that we can do in his presence is the fullness of joy and at his right hand there are pleasures forevermore and uh, anytime we can entertain the presence of God we're on the right track. That's why when you come in and uh sister sarah and the team that are leading in worship it's not a show it's not for spectating it's not we're not at a concert i mean although there's nothing wrong with concerts like me some good singing it's an opportunity to to engage in the presence of god it's it's an opportunity to lift hands in his presence we we do this we understand this and we worship because the bible says that god inhabits the praises of his people so the believer the, the the child of god knows that if i can begin to praise god even though i might be having a rough week even though the year isn't going how i thought even though i'm going through whatever it is that i'm going through if i could just praise god then it's an opportunity for god Come, no wonder the scripture said, If I be lifted up from this earth, I will draw. It's a principle of the kingdom that if we would just push past what we feel and press beyond the emotion and press beyond the mood that we're in and open our mouth and praise God no wonder David said let everything that hath breath praise the Lord that's why he says I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth the believer learns how to press and get a praise out regardless of what we're going through when we look at the text in Genesis, we, we understand that the author is Moses. Moses writes what's called the Pentateuch. He writes these first books of the Bible. And he writes and he begins to inform us. And he said, in the beginning, God created. Authorship is important. It's significant when we begin to imagine and think about who wrote this and who said this. And I just want to take a few seconds to remind us that Moses was the one that grew up in the Pharaoh's house. Moses was the one that grew up with the best education. Moses was the one that was trained educationally. He was trained physically. That's why when he attacked the Egyptian, it wasn't hard for him, Moses, to take a life. You don't have to say amen. Moses knew what he was doing and Moses knew what he was talking about if anybody would have been exposed to a theory that they had the theory suggested that humanity came from a worm that was found in the Nile River if anybody would have heard about that teaching that doctrine it would have been Moses but when Moses pens the scripture Moses says in the beginning God in the Bereshit in the beginning while there was nothing God was the one that created Moses postulates the creation not for a debate not for people to uh, come up with theories about a big bang or an evolutionary theory but Moses says in the beginning God created and when you study when you look further you would come across What they call the ex nihilo. The ex nihilo means that God created a world. He created something out of nothing. That's exciting because it lets me know that when my life is messed up. When my life is not taking shape. When when nothing is going on. Can I tell somebody that we have a God that can create something out of nothing. Uh, we, we could praise god just on that we could we could take 20 minutes and worship just on the fact that when nothing is happening we've got a god that can call things that are not as if they were sit down sit down we going you're gonna scare the visitors moses says in the beginning god created the heaven and the earth and he begins to tell us in verse 2 that the earth was without form and void darkness was upon the face of the deep it was empty there was nothing it was formless nothing was happening but moses was careful to say that the spirit of god moved upon the face of the waters the spirit of god hovered over the emptiness the spirit of god hovered over what was formless what was void it hovered he hovered over what had no shape what seemed like it had no future the spirit of God hovered over I love that because people have a tendency to spend time with you if they perceive that you're a person of influence people have a have a tendency to pay you and give attention if they suspect that you're worth something or that you got a good job or maybe you come from a good family name or maybe you've got some status in life but God hovered over a world while it was formless while it was empty when nothing was happening the spirit of God hovered I don't know how you feel about Jesus but but I'm glad that when you don't know my name when when you don't have any time for me when when you don't care if I live or die I'm I'm thankful that we've got a God that hovers over me so he hovered the spirit of god moved on the face of the waters cannot tell somebody that god the spirit of god moves in darkness and it doesn't matter where you are it doesn't matter how dark it doesn't matter how deep you're in it doesn't matter if you're up to your neck we have a god that knows where we are no wonder david says if i take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the earth he said if i make my bed in hell even there there is no place that you can go that you can get away from the love of god that you could get away from the presence of god that you could get away from the glory of god i'm i'm so thankful that it doesn't matter where we are god knows and he's always reaching for us moses says that god said let there be light and there was light this is where we learn and we begin to understand that the kingdom of god is voice activated the kingdom of god god created by speaking god created by saying something it's a it's a principle that's powerful for the believer that's powerful for the child of god believe proverbs solomon understood this when he said death and life are in the power of the tongue you got to be careful what you say and got to learn how to use your words and you you can create romans 4 17 you can speak things that are not as if they were god said let there be light and there was light he said it and he saw what he said the spirit of god makes way for the word of god you'll notice that the spirit of god hovered and then god began to speak the the spirit the presence when we worship it makes room it makes way it clears the path for for god to speak he watches the bible says he watches over his word to perform it the bible says in psalm 119 the entrance of thy word gives light maybe if you're in a dark place maybe if you can't see your way maybe if you don't know which way to go which path to take cannot tell you if you would just spend some time and allow the word of god to get in your heart it would light up your way god will begin to give you some direction and some vision, the entrance, the unfolding of the Word of God. It gives understanding, it gives comprehension. We read in John chapter 8, the Bible says, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light, the light of life. God wants to give us the light of life. In jesus said that i am the light of the world he says i am the light of the world let there be light and there was jesus says that i am the light of the world when we look at our main scripture in saint john chapter nine the bible says that as jesus passed by as he passed by the scripture tells us that he saw man that was blind from birth cannot tell somebody that as Jesus was passing by he saw this blind man everything changes when Jesus comes when Jesus comes the tempter's power is broken when when Jesus shows up darkness has to back up when when Jesus shows up everything changes bible says in luke chapter 5 verse 17 that as he was teaching as the power of the lord as he was teaching the bible says the power of the lord was present to heal wherever jesus is where wherever you find the presence of god the atmosphere is ripe for a miracle wherever you find the presence of god wherever you find the glory of god it's a Great opportunity to lift a hand and say, Lord, even me, Lord, let some drops now fall on me. I wonder if we could take 30 seconds and now wonder if there's somebody that might have a need. I don't know what your need is, I don't know what you need from God, but I know Jesus is in the house. And if you would lift your faith, if you would lift your hands in the presence of God, even now, God can release a miracle in your life everything changes when jesus comes the bible says that this man was blind from birth blind from birth when we talk about blindness it means that he was lacking perception means that there was no awareness no discernment he was unable to see and what's important to know is that he was blind from birth he from couldn't see from the moment he was born he was unable to see what that means is is that the man was blind but it wasn't his fault that he was blind it wasn't his fault he was simply a victim of circumstance it wasn't his fault i I hear the lord telling me to tell somebody today that maybe this gonna release you this gonna loose you this is gonna drive some shame off of you and break some chain Can I tell somebody maybe you fell maybe you're falling maybe you're in some kind of situation god told me to tell you it's not your fault maybe somebody that's been abused and used and maybe molested somebody that's been through some kind of ordeal and you're struggling to move on you're struggling to get past where the situation that's struggling to get past the circumstance of your past God told me to tell you it's not your fault look at somebody and help me help me tell them it's not your fault it's not your fault in verse 2 the disciples you know they asked Jesus they said Lord who did sin who committed sin who who violated that's what sin is I know that many of our churches we don't preach about sin so much anymore but a sin a transgression trespass iniquity sin is violation of the word of God when you when you break the law, you get a speeding ticket. When you commit murder, they put you in jail. When you rob a bank, they arrest you. When you break the law of God, it means that we have violated the word of God. We are living in disobedience. It means that we have sinned. And so this, these men, these people, they they were trying to understand what happened to the blind man because they wanted to know why was he born blind was it because he sinned or was it because of his parents sin now now i know not at this church they you would never do this but i found out brother barry that it seems like a lot of people are able to move on with their life if they can find somebody to blame for something if if i can lay a blame if i can place blame somewhere then helps me to wrap my mind around my condition if i if i can blame my mama then i can say the reason i'm going through is because of my mama it's because of my daddy he didn't tell me he loved me that's why i am the way i am we're always looking always trying to find how and who to blame so these men they were no different they said lord who did sin That this man was born blind. Was it him or was it his parents? People were trying to make themselves feel better, trying to feel, trying to figure it out. But I love what Jesus says. He said, Neither this man nor his parents, but that the works of God should be manifest in him, should be displayed in him. So the works of God could be demonstrated in him. Can I tell somebody? maybe you're a victim somehow some kind of way a victim of circumstance and perhaps it wasn't your fault and the good news is that you're in what you're in so that God can get the glory you're you're going through what you're going through and it wasn't meant to kill you it wasn't meant to get you to throw in the towel it wasn't meant to get you to quit but it's so that God power god's glory god's love god's mercy can be demonstrated in your life you don't have to hang your head down lift up your head oh ye gates and be lifted up ye everlasting doors and the king of glory shall come in who is this king of glory the lord strong and mighty the lord mighty in battle he is the king of glory jesus said that it wasn't the man that sinned it wasn't his fault let's not let's not blame the victim let's not let's not kick a man while he is down it wasn't his fault and it wasn't his parents fault this happened so that the works of God can be manifest in him I already told you that I am the light of the world and if we're gonna see light that means we're gonna to have to experience darkness if if you're gonna experience healing that means somebody is gonna to have to be sick if you're gonna see the Jehovah Jireh it means that somebody is gonna to have to need God to provide if you're gonna to need to see the glory of God it means we got to go through something in verse 5 he says as long as I am in the world I am the light of the world. In other words, Jesus is saying that I am the source of illumination, light that natural agent that stimulates sight and makes things visible. In Matthew five sixteen, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. You you might as well produce you. Yeah. Might as well let your light shine you might as well let people know that when you were down it was the Lord that picked you up when you were broke busted and disgusted it was Jesus that made a way I might as well let you know when I thought I was going to lose my mind it was God. That helped me to keep it together, yet you might as well know that I was sinking deep in sin, very, very deeply stained within, I was sinking to rise no more, but the master of the sea he heard my despairing cry and from the waters he lifted me love lifted me you might as well let somebody know that had it not been for the lord that was on my side i don't know where i would be we might as well let the light shine and let somebody know that when i was empty he filled me when i was nothing he made me something when i was nobody he made me somebody you might as well somebody, somebody, somebody anybody help me praise him hallelujah hallelujah in verse 6 the Bible says that Jesus spat on the ground and he made clay he made mud he made clay of the spittle and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay i mean jesus pulled one back and put it out there and spat in the ground and made clay he made mud i don't know if you remember playing in mud as a child it's messy it's messy and 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 it's fun and and it could be freedom you know do you know that there are people that pay to to get mud put on them where I'm from, you couldn't bring no mud in the house. But now there are people that will pay good money to say, put some mud on me. And they call it a massage. And, and you go in one color and you come out one other color. Mud all over. And we pay. Pay good money for mud. The Bible says that Jesus made some mud. Made some mud and put it on the, mind, on the man's eyes. And, and here's what I love about this, that, that he made mud, which is messy. He made clay. But can I tell you that God can bring a miracle out of your mess? God can bring a miracle out of your mess. Somebody that might be in a mess right now. Somebody that's dealing with a messy situation right now. I came to let you know that God is going to turn your mess a miracle the second point i want to talk about in verse 6 the man was blind but jesus put the mud on his eyes on his blind eyes his eyes that couldn't see that couldn't open that had no sight and so what i want us to notice is that he was blind but he still had eyes I want to let somebody know that you might be in a dark place, but there is a ray of hope. You might be in the presence of the Lord. You can be in the presence of the Lord and you're in the proximity of Jesus. It's close enough for a miracle. Never mind what you don't have. Don't focus on what's not working. Don't look on, on what you want or what you need, but let's give God thanks for what we have. The Bible says that Jesus puts the mud, puts the clay on his blind eyes. He was blind, but there was something to work with. There's an old song I grew up hearing that said little is much when God is in it. Jesus, a prophet one time looked at a woman and said, what do you have in your house? And she said, nothing, all I got all I have is just this just this little bit of oil this last cruise of oil I'm going to bake this cake with this last little drop of flour my my, my son and I we're going to eat it and we're going to die place no value on what was there listen don't, don't let the enemy put you under pressure so much that you don't value what's left Don't let the enemy put you so much pressure on your mind that you don't value what's left there. There are a few in Sardis that have not defiled their garments. There's still a few people that love God. There's still a few people that will live for God. There's still a few people that will say, for God I'll live and for God I'll die. There's still a few people that will say, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. And we spend so much time pining over what we don't have. Pining over what's lost. Pining over what's missing. He was blind, but he still had eyes. And that's all Jesus needs. It's enough for God to work with. If if God can say, let there be light, and all of a sudden darkness has to back up, and God can open blind eyes. God can unstop deaf ears. God can heal cancer and God can heal any sickness and disease. Let there be light. God will bring illumination to your heart. Will bring illumination to your heart. In verse 7, Jesus after he put the mud on the man's eyes he said go and wash in the pool of salome the scripture says by interpretation means sent." and here's what i want us to notice in this verse that obedience leads to illumination obedience leads to illumination some folks again i'm not talking about y'all here sitting at each this i mean this is extraordinary church I'm talking about you I'm talking about some folks I met way back when I was 17 10 years ago plus 5 plus 5 times 2 divided by 2 minus 1 carry the 4 obedience leads to illumination and some people are still living in darkness out of choice. When God said, let there be light, darkness had to back up. If we would just obey the word of God, there will be an illumination in your heart. God will open up some things and, and God will open up your vision. Listen, I'm, I'm trying to get you to go beyond sight and get to a vision i know the plans that i have for you i know the thoughts i think towards you thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end to give you a future and a hope so obedience leads to illumination secondly disobedience watch disobedience harbors blindness Because as much as Jesus spat on the ground and made clay and put it on his eyes, there was an instruction. There was a command, go! And he sent him to wash. Now imagine if this blind man, and isn't it funny how we still call him blind man even though he can now see? You got to watch them first impressions. Don't let people define you by your past. That's a freebie. That's a freebie. Don't let people define you by your past. Yes, I was messed up. Yes, I fell. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see the light of the world is Jesus. I came to help somebody see today. I came to pull back the covers today. Disobedience harbors blindness as much as. Jesus said go if this man was going to get in his feelings and say I, I can't see but I heard what came out of his mouth it didn't sound too pleasant I can't see but I heard when he pulled it up I can't see but I smell something when he put it on my eyes I can't see but I can feel and it feels gross Y'all, y'all, y'all you don't all you have to tell the truth but you know we get in our feelings and you know how we rationalize and and you know who how we intellectualize and, and you know how we reason with god and say no no god that's not gonna work you don't need spit just you know maybe you should just use some water i, I think of Naaman, you know the prophet said go wash and go dip seven times in jordan you don't take all that god why I go to dip over in Jordan when, when, when uh, there's, a, there's a river right here? And not only is it closer, it's cleaner. Why are you sending me over the messed up Jordan? Did not I tell you that God can bring a miracle out of your mess? Never mind the mess, just walk in obedience. And some of us were still lepers we're still messed up, we're still blind because we don't have obedience. Listen, I, I know, you know, one of the challenges I think in, in our society is that we, we, we enjoy the democracy of our societies. But can I tell that that the kingdom of God is not a democracy? And, and because we're so used to voting and voting in and voting out. We feel like, like we have a vote in God's economy. We, we've been deceiving to believing that we have a vote in the kingdom of God. No, it's sir. Yes, sir. In the kingdom of God. I'm not talking about you and your, you know, your boo and your go home. and Don't go home and tell your wife. Your preacher said sir, yes, sir. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the kingdom of God you know you know how church folks is we, we, you won't hear nothing you know somebody who hadn't spoken to their wife for nine weeks go home talking about the preacher said, you, you better call me sir woman touch your neighbor and say get the tape get the tape obedience will lead to illumination but disobedience will harbor blindness in verse 8 i like this the bible said that the neighbors began to talk and said wait a second isn't this the one that used to beg and and some other people said no no no, it's not him it just looks like him i love what this blind man i love what this healed man did i love what this man that experienced a miracle did he said no 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 i'm the one you're right i was blind but now look at me baby look at me look at me nice shoes nice shoes i like the tie you know i got a shirt i got a shirt that 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 tie looks like my size (laughs) i got a shirt that that tie will go with the the man said i almost called him blind man again the healed man said no no i'm the one can i tell you sometimes you can't be ashamed Not sometimes. You can't be ashamed to testify of the goodness of God. When God does it, let the real slim shady stand up and say, I am the one. I was messed up. I was in sin. I was broken. I was an addict. And God delivered me. Let your light shine. It ought to be a testimony. They ought to be somebody giving God the glory. Somebody ought to let the works of God be manifested in their life. The neighbors said, looks like him. He said, no, I'm I'm, I'm the one. Because the neighbors wanted to continue defining him based on what they knew of him. Based on how they met him and what they knew him to be. They knew him to be blind. He said i'm the one and so don't let anybody keep you and define you by where you fell where you made a mistake but your past what you used to do no when all things are passed away behold all things have become new paul says in romans 16 i am not ashamed of the gospel of christ for it's the power of god unto salvation in verse 11 they began to wonder how they, they questioned him. How, how did this happen? We, we know you were blind. They even got a hold of his parents in verse 20. And they, his parents answered them and said, we know that this is our son. I, I, I can imagine mama saying, I, I know this is my boy we know this is our son and we know that he was born blind but what by what means he now sees we don't know and, and who opened his eyes we know not they said you know what he, he's of age just ask him he'll speak for himself uh, listen I, I might not be able to tell you how God delivered me how God brought me out of darkness I might not be able to articulate how it was that God turned my life around but but all I know is that the things I used to do I don't do them no more the places I used to go I don't go there anymore I, all I know is that God has made a change in my life I don't believe that this blind man could have articulated maybe like you and I can and i don't think he understood and had come across the revelation when when john said and talked about the fact that jesus is the alpha and the omega the beginning and the end the first and the last i don't believe he knew about isaiah saying that his name shall be called count a wonderful counselor the mighty god the everlasting father the prince of peace i don't know that he knew that Ezekiel said he would be the wheel in the middle of the wheel I don't think that he heard about the eager-eyed prophet when Isaiah said who hath believed our report and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed Uh, Isaiah said he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground there is no form no comeliness, no beauty That we should desire him. Isaiah said he was wounded for our transgressions and uh, he was bruised for our iniquity and uh, the chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. I don't think he could articulate that john said in chapter 1 verse 29 behold the lamb of god that takes away the sin of the world but all he knew is that i was blind but now i can see all he knew that there was a man called jesus Can I tell somebody today that there is a man called Jesus and maybe like this blind man you can't articulate and you can't explain that Jehovah, Yeshua. You don't know that here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. You you might not know that there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, but this brother knew that I was blind, but now I can see. Can I get somebody that can help? me testify to, to know that you were lost but now you're found you were messed up but God turned your life around things weren't working but look at you now if if you would testify can you can you imagine if folks met you five years ago if they met you 20 years ago if they met you 10 years ago somebody ought to be thankful that you're not where you used to be guess what I, I might not be where I want to be but I'm not where I used to be I'm not might not be what I want to be in, but I'm not in what I used to be in. It's, It's enough to give God a praise. It's enough to let the Lord know that I love him. It's enough to give God the glory because he's getting glory out of my story. It's enough to let God know that I love him too much to turn around now. I want you to know that we were in darkness, but God said let there be let there be light and my darkness my messed up situation my emptiness God shown the light and the things that I used to do I have got victory now I got a praise now I can lift my hands now and I can give God glory stand with me I'm just about through. It's almost 8:45. Disobedience leads to illumination. Disobedience rather harbors darkness. Obedience leads to illumination. The Bible says in John chapter 3, Jesus said in his conversation with nicodemus who was a ruler of the jews a person of renown person of status and person of stature came to jesus one night said lord we know that thou art a ruler a teacher come from god because no man can do these works that thou doest except god be with him jesus said listen nicodemus don't be alarmed you must be born Again, if you want to see the kingdom of God, you've got to be born again. And then when Nicodemus was confused, he said in verse 4, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Are you a teacher, a ruler of the Jews, and knoweth not these things? Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, you must be born of the water. In order to enter the kingdom of God, you must be born of the water and of the Spirit. I hope today that the Spirit of God, as He hovers in this place, as He hovers over your family, as He hovers over your life, as He moves, the face of the deep it is our prayer it is our desire it is our hope that that somehow there would be an illumination in your heart that God would begin to give you a vision open your understanding that he would help you to discern that life without God is no life at all that God would open your eyes to see that if you're not If you're not living in obedience to the work of God, you're in violation. And that God would help us to recognize that obedience leads to illumination. Things will open up for me when I'm walking in obedience. But but the moment I begin to, to, uh, to be stubborn or the moment I begin to resist God, Whenever disobedience begins to set in, it harbors darkness. He's a light lamp. He'll lighten your way. He'll light up your path. If you would just come to Jesus, as Jesus passed by, he saw a blind man. And the Lord is in this place today. And maybe you're the one that's passing by. Can I announce today that as you pass by, you're in the proximity of power, you're in the proximity of the glory of God, you're in the proximity of the presence. His presence is the fullness of joy. At His right hand, there are pleasures forevermore I'm going to challenge you I'm going to challenge you to step in obedience today I'm going to challenge you to step into the light today I'm going to challenge you to to step into a place of illumination if you're here under the sound of my voice and Maybe you're watching online. If you've never been baptized in the saving name of Jesus Christ, won't you you come? Won't you step into the light? Why don't you step into light? Why don't you step out of the shadows? Come into the light. The light where there is warmth. The light where there is love. The light where there is healing the light where there is forgiveness the light of life the light where there is joy and peace and contentment there's no shame in stepping into the light today the shame is in not coming because Paul says there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but, but after the spirit. I, I feel the Holy Ghost pulling on somebody. Maybe you've been wounded. Maybe you've been hurt. Maybe maybe your life, maybe you feel emptiness. Maybe there are voids. Maybe you've lost a loved one. Maybe you've had a broken relationship. And it's left you feeling empty. It's left you feeling There's a void to fill. Jesus is still the answer for the world today. Why don't you step by faith into obedience today? Come unto me all you that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Jesus said take my yoke upon you and learn of me. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. I'm not concerned about what you're in, how you got there. Not concerned about where you fell or what you fell into. I'm not concerned about how long the darkness has been. Maybe maybe you're plagued with suicidal thoughts. Arise and shine for the light has come. The light has come you're here today if you've never given your life to Jesus you've never been baptized in his name meet me at the altar won't you come, come now, come quickly step out of the shadows step out of the shadows, that's it, that's it step out of the shadows come receive vision, it's it's more than sight it's more than sight here he's going to give you vision your future is bright but just step out of the shadows won't you come let's give them a hand as they come 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 meet me at the altar that's it that's it come they're coming they're coming step out of that's it babe step, step out of the shadows i know I'm, I'm on the ocean
0: thanks for listening to our podcast Join us next week for another message of hope and life in Jesus. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our web address to all of your friends, extraordinarychurch.ca. We are a young church plant with a lot of people living an extraordinary life in Jesus. If you're looking for a way to become better connected to what God is doing, email us, info at extraordinarychurch.ca. We'd love to hear from you.